I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shameless Sex Podcast, your favorite podcast about sex. I like how we sing things. I never realized that. It's your job. You have the beautiful voice. No, I I mean, yes, thank you for saying that. And I like how we sometimes sing things. Give me a jingle, Chip. Like, hello. No, no, give me a oh, jangle. that's Mrs. Doubtfire right I want there. a jangle. <laughs> a jangle. Remember our shameless sex jingle? Oh, yeah. That's mm, cute. That was sweet. I know. Someone sent us a really sweet shameless sex jingle. We should put it back on the show at some point. I know. So this episode is with repeat guests Alicia and Erwan Davon, all about yay, fun, sexless relationships. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> also, why couples stop having sex in relationships and what they can do about it. It's important. And common. This is commonly important. Common, <laughs> importantly common. <laughs> importantly common. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not there, but you're in a long-term relationship, you might be there someday. And, or maybe you are there, and maybe you have been there in the past, or maybe you're a single person and you just want to be preventative about entering into this space, or maybe it doesn't, it doesn't matter to you. But for a lot of folks in a partnership with you know another person or more people than one human, they find that you have mismatched desires, libidos, trauma can happen. It can happen to anyone. It's happened to me before in two different relationships and this was before shameless sex and thankfully with this beautiful podcast that has changed my life and and i'm so grateful for our listeners i've learned tools to help me get out of those times where there's stagnation where i can't figure out what the fuck i'm like is it me is it him Mm -hmm. is it that so this has helped and i will say having my hormones balanced has really helped me be just like more fuckable or uh, more wanting to fuck fuck worthy fuck worth no (laughs) no because i've always felt worthy to to fuck but want wanting to have the desire to desire to give back the fucks and i think in this episode some of the reasons why this happens are listed and it's beyond just hormones uh because sometimes there's major ruptures that happen in relationships or the rupture can not even feel major it's just a lot of time in disconnection and you know resentment and all these different small scale pieces so you'll listen to the episode you will learn more um and again a very important topic and and we love Alicia and Erwan Davon. So stay tuned for the sparkly topic of sexless relationships. But it can't get sparkly. We'll make it sparkly. Well, at the end of the road, it sparkles and sunshine was, and rainbows. It was also in person, which yeah, rare always for us. We adds. Love it. Yes, it adds like an extra element of fun. Yeah, more and fun. zest to it. You know, we like fun and zest. Hey, Chip, tell me about the fun and zest we worked on for two years and is about to come out on November 14th. I can't believe that it's actually coming to life. Everyone, if you aren't following us on social media, that's okay. Uh, Shameless Sex Podcast. And Please if, do. If you don't, some people don't want to. I am not as active as some people would want me to be on social media, so I get it. If not, we want to call upon you. People that have been listening to us either, either for a, a long time, a short time, or if you just care about us and want to support 
support us. So pre-sales are the most important part of launching a book. I didn't know that until Amy and I became authors. It means the most because this is why this is what we've been told by our publisher. It helps you get kind of the that recognition by different sites to have like the bestseller title, which makes it raised in the sort of categories like on Barnes and Noble. We just did a pre-sale campaign mm -hmm. and it was on sale and that just helps get the bestseller tag, which helps more people find the book. So the book is for anyone. It's, it's incredible. Hardcover is what we would love for you to buy. It will be out later after November uh, on different platforms, but please, if you love us, please pre-order the book. We don't ask for a lot of favors. We tell you about this a lot a of favor. things. Yeah. This is a favor and mm -hmm. good karma and great sex. I said on my personal Instagram, Oh, nice. I was like yeah. guaranteed with every purchase. Good karma and Good great sex. Karma and great we are, sex. <laughs> we deliver the karma to you. We're not the karma police. We're so, the, the yeah. karma pizza delivery department. Yes. And it's something you can give to anyone. This book is, it's got all of the elements. It's not just like some clinical book or, no. or some book that sort of. It's not boring. No, it's not boring. And it's also something you can turn to again and again and again, relationship wise or in throughout your sexuality, throughout your sexual journey. Yeah. To add what April is saying. Um, so we are asking you for your help in our podcast is free and maybe you support us by uh, buying products from our wonderful sponsors that we absolutely love and that we handpick because we're very particular and this is just a small scale request it's $28.95 for the hardcover it is a wonderful book that you will want to check out again and again it's called Shameless Sex Choose Your Own Pleasure Path to Unlock the Sex Life You've Been Waiting For with tools and unique formulas that are not available on our podcast so please 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 go pre-order the hardcover and guess what y'all you get a free exclusive Exclusive workshop when you pre-order. This is free. This is a workshop that. This is what we're giving back. We're giving yeah. back to yeah. you. You basically are. You're, yeah. It's. I mean, if you bought this workshop, it would be more expensive than the book. So, and April said it's. What's the word we call it? It's slightly provocative. Very helpful. <laughs> slightly provocative. Uh, it's only to those who buy the hardcover. Yeah. You can get the hardcover anywhere books are sold right now. Afterward, it'll be available a lot more places. But we want all of you. Please. You can buy Thank one, you. two, three, four, five copies. You can Woo! go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Just go to Shameless. Happy holidays. Yes. Happy, exactly. Merry my mom, birthday. my mom's like, I bought three. I was like, thank you. Mom. Happy Halloween. Um, <laughs> lastly, yeah, just go to shamelesssex.com. Mm -hmm. You can see the image of the book and click that and it will guide you to where to buy. And um, we really do appreciate you for doing that. And uh, we'll continue to give back to yeah. you, to our listeners. Well, here's another fun thing that we're doing. Don't worry, everyone. We'll get into the sex question and the sexless ma marriages. We will get there. <laughs> uh, I know. I was like, I want to hear all about the sexless marriages. Um, and I bet you do. Or relationships. Or relationships. Exactly. All the, all the above. Okay. So we just discovered that we have extra space at our up upcoming retreat in Costa Rica starting November 1st. This is 2023. Yes, November's a big month for us. Uh, where we can create a scholarship opportunity for our upcoming retreat for a human, a vulva owning or female or woman identified human to come it's, and join our very small scale retreat. It's because there's a room at the retreat that won't be used. Yeah. It was a it was a common space that could be converted into an actual room. And this that's amazing. And this room is a private room. It still has air conditioning, ocean views. It's gorgeous. And we're like, holy shit, we can so people have asked for a scholarship space. Because I don't think we'll be watching a lot of TV. That no. was the whole thing. I was like, no. maybe the TV room doesn't need to be this for a big TV, TV watching. Our, yeah. yeah. But we're like, oh so people requested this and we're like, well it's our first retreat so we don't really know what we can do. And then we really wanted to do this and we discovered 
we could. So we created this space. So this is for a person who's both amped to join us at the Shameless Sex Retreat and also needs financial support uh, because you get a 40% plus discount off our lowest tier price or bracket price for um, for our, our workshop. And for, sorry, for our retreat. <laughs> uh, and it's not a workshop. Well, there's workshops within the retreat. Uh, so this is for people who would like that or need that financial support. So don't just go looking for like a discount, y'all. Like if you're really in need and you really want to be there, we would love to have you, but y'all need to apply. Where do they apply? Yes. Go to shamelesssex.com. There's going to be a link. You can also check out it will say, there's a little video. It will say one spot left and you can click the Google. There's a Google form. It just has a few questions and you can submit your application to us. We'll review, but you have to do this. If you're interested in this, you have to do it before September 30th, 2023. And don't overthink it. Just go if this appeals to you and you want a 40% off discount for everything that's included, which you get food, drinks. Uh, we're doing some excursions, workshops. transport to and from. There's yeah. workshops. There's free sex toys. Oh, yeah. There's uh, about $500 worth of free sex toys that come with this. And you get to build community, make a lot of friends and hang out with us for five to six And all days. of the humans. So this is for vulva owning folks. So if you have a penis, there will be other retreats in the future. This is our first penis one. Penis friendly. So, <laughs> yes, it's penis friendly. It's an intimate, small retreat. Everyone that signed up is so cool and kick yeah. ass. So check that out. Go to shamelesssex.com. Again, you can also order the book if you want to in the long run, but th there'll be all the information all. there. And then just submit your application and then we'll contact you if you are the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken and dinner. And if you're vegan, then winner, winner, fake chicken dinner. Ooh, bacon, bacon. Okay. You ready for a sex question? Yeah. I would have said Satan chicken dinner, but... Satan? I don't like Satan very mm, much. Satan. <laughs> I love Satan. Uh, okay, so... Isn't it Satan? I know. I just like to say Satan. Oh, it's okay. Fine. You're like, not today, I was like, Satan. Am I not pronouncing Satan? No, yet? I'm just fucking oh, with okay, you. Yeah, I'm, okay, just, okay. I'm just being Satan over here. Oh, you're funny. Uh, all right. I hope you all like Satan. Okay. Ready for a sex question? I am a 25-year-old vulva owner, and this, this person actually used these, this terminology, just so you know. So I'm a 25-year-old vulva owner, with she, her pronouns, uh, in a sexual relationship with a penis owner, he, him pronouns. Uh, and while we have great sex, he is a lot more experienced and has a huge penis. So I'm struggling with adjusting to his size and confidence. We've talked about this, but would love to hear tips for a less experienced vulva owner when having sex with a huge penis owner. He is very patient and caring as a dom. They're kind of in a kink dynamic. Mm. I just didn't put that in there. But I still struggle with my own confidence when it comes to taking him. So I like I love this question. And I think we've talked about the show so many times, but you know, there's always this like bigger is better. And yeah. I love how Susan Bratton has stated that you know, just because we see an external penis and we're like, oh, like, oh, yeah, bigger and thicker is better. Or, or maybe we see we, it's very easy to see. You can see like how big a penis is, but we can't see how long the vaginal canal is. Yeah. And they're all different, just like a penis. Like some yeah. vaginal canals are short, some are wide, some are long, some are shallow. I don't know. There's all, all these different shapes and sizes. Sometimes your uterus, you can have a tilted uterus, mm -hmm. which can actually change when you there's so many different things that can change with you with childbirth. Your your vaginal canal can change yeah and it's just it's a menagerie it's a menagerie of, it's a menagerie of a body and this doesn't necessarily mean that this question is coming 
coming from someone who has a small, because we don't know the size of your vaginal canal. You could have a you know average size vaginal canal and still be with someone who has a huge penis. That's hard to take in. Do we know at times. what the size of an average? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. No idea. Yeah, I know. Sure. I I do have a shallow vaginal canal. Yeah. Because I've been told by gynos. We're gonna press pause three, and measure three. it. One, two, three, go. Just kidding. What, what would we use to measure? I I'd do not want a tape measure up in there. All up in there. Ew. I don't think so. <laughs> it, like a soft, spongy not silicone you, one. Not you. Like you. I just thought Ooh, of a tape measure that would like one. hurt. Okay. All yeah. Right. We could. But make then one. it'd have to be firm. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe a little like do a little for the G spot. Little come hither. Maybe vibrates at the end. Yes. Well, I I will say I didn't want to interrupt you, yeah. and I don't know the average size. Uh, I know w- there's uh, penises can be measured all over, and there's lots of stats on average penis size erect and when they're flaccid. And that's when interesting that there isn't stats on, uh, I, or we have never heard. We of don't it. know that. I've never seen stats. I'm sure they probably exist somewhere, but I know I know because friends that have had babies have told me that at least in the United States that the average weight and size length of a baby is based on metrics from uh, the middle of Colorado, like babies that were birthed on average statistically. So that's pretty limited. And it, it isn't really even accurate yeah. because the birthing of a child, like the, the way your baby grows and the size that it gets is based on the human and like how, what your body can sustain. This is what I've been told by friends. Now this is not about that, but it's a similar thing because statistics don't really exist outside of that. So if they started measuring babies in different regions of the world, they would all be different sizes. Not just seven pounds is a healthy baby. Or if it's five pounds, it's unhealthy. Or if it's 10 pounds, it's unhealthy right but so it's like or it, it's too healthy or something and in terms of the vaginal canal i mean it, it would make sense that it's hard, harder to measure i know this is like a tangent but it'd be hard it's hard to measure because it's internal but it's kind of the same so like when a vulva or you know pussy owner is really aroused the cervix lifts up and so that gives you kind of like the ultimate idea of what the length would be but it's internal uh, so that's why i'm like if we had this soft spongy ruler kind of thing like a silicone ruler is really soft and when you're super aroused then you can put it in and see how far it how long it is to the vaginal opening but shameless never, idea shameless idea never new been invention and then when, new invention. And when a vulva or a pussy is not aroused it's kind of like a soft cock in I terms of how you, long it would be you could kind of you could put some sort of measuring device with a non-toxic yeah. sharpie i don't know if that exists a that you sharpie? could like you could write the ruler marks on oh, a dildo yeah and then oh. insert it and see how far it goes Make in your own but i don't know DIY. i don't want to put sharpie you in know my what? pussy everyone this is sharpie the, marker we're gonna move forward with the rest of the question <laughs> but i'm this is smart i think we're gonna have to create this research project We'll talk to OMG. And then let's measure each other's vaginas. We'll start with us. <laughs> I got you, Chip. You got me. Cool. Uh, okay, so let's go back to the huge penis with uh, we don't know anything about your pussy, but it's um, the, the cock is feeling really huge. So you, you, I like that you said that your partner is patient and a caring as and caring as a dom, and yet this is still a struggle to take him in. And you probably heard us say this on the podcast so many times slower than slow and slower than that and so even if your partner is being patient and caring their idea of what slow is or even your idea of what slow is might not be slow enough and then you do you so slow it down even more that's why we say slower than slow and slower than that even more in the initial parts of insertion and even like grinding or moving before you move to like fast and harder well, th- here's one thing that I was thinking because girth could play a role in that too and that oh, could yeah. be really difficult length 
it, they're, they're, they both can be difficult if you have a shallow vaginal canal or if your the entry, your vaginal opening is, is I don't want to say to anything, but it's hard to take a thicker phallus on. So it's exactly slower than slow. And then lube, lube it up. Lube, lube, lube. lube, lube. Uber lube is our favorite lube for all kinds of sex is just a necessity, especially if you're having friction issues. You want a lube that feels really good, is really silky and long lasting. So, and you might need to reapply depending on what you're doing. So don't be afraid to add more and more lube. Um, also, yeah. So what April said, so like if it's a length thing, cause the taking in can be so many things could be length mm-hmm. so length. You can't really do that much about right. because a, a pussy can expand and mm-hmm. take, I mean, get birth a baby. Like, right. is that right? I think I just discovered that. Um, <laughs> but length, you have a limited amount of length, but it can actually, uh, g- grow a lot, but it has its max. Um, and so if someone's really long, there's that bumper. Remember the O nut, right? The bumper that they put in the base of the shaft. I think pure pleasure carries it. Um, at the base of the shaft and it's like a, a stopper at the base so that it makes it so that the cock isn't so long to like bottom out on the cervix right. if, if the if length is an issue but i i'm gonna i mean i'm gonna focus more on girth being it a could thing. be both in yeah, this case it really could be yeah that, that has happened uh in previous sexual experiences with me where there's been both length and girth together yeah. as one yeah that together as was, one. was difficult and but the girth is gonna be the hardest one to initially get over like right later on it could be length but all of these apply it to both of them especially with girth so the slowing down uh april said you know lots of lube deep breaths and it's kind of the same as you know a lot of things that we're doing that feel really intense a long slow deep breath inhaling through the nose and out through the mouth relaxes the entire body and nervous system and can help the pelvic floor to relax and open up. And you might need to do this for a couple of minutes. You might need to do this before insertion and penetration starts to begin and during and maybe throughout at times. Also, if you're going to bleed anytime soon, maybe like a week or 10 days, sometimes your cervix will drop. I don't know your cycles and everyone's different. If that cervix drops, and the length is a thing, it can be painful to be in doggy style oh, yeah, or even positions. on yeah. top. Yeah. yeah, so you're going to have to fu- fu- maneuver yourself and or just take a break for that time that mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good and uh, go with times that you know that your cervix isn't going to be dropping because of hormones. This is why I think an on top position for the one being penetrated, so the pussy owner, would actually be beneficial because you could be in control about how much this is kind of like with anal right like i we'd say this for the first time anal instead of it being like missionary dog doggy position you have the vulva owning person on top or sorry the the ass on top the person being penetrated and they're working their way onto the cock or the dildo and the same thing with this if you're the one doing the the initial uh, insertion penetration because you're on top and deciding how fast you go and you know how long it takes for it to get inside of you and then you can angle your body if it's if it's your cervix is dropped. You can angle your body so that it's not hitting your cervix. Right. You can even put your own hand as a, one of those O nuts around the base of the shaft, or they can put their own hand so you're, so it gets rid of some of the length so it's not bottoming out. Um, another thing that's similar t- uh, to um, fist, both fisting and anal is bearing down. Oh um, right, pushing out. Yeah, so like pushing out as if you're trying to push your genitals or like on, onto the ground, like as if you're trying to almost like pee or poop under the ground, but yeah, pushing your pelvic you floor do, downward. Yeah, what you do when you uh, I'm never given birth, but that's what they tell you to do. Push. Push. Yeah. Bear down. Push. Yeah. And so you can do this for, this is great for anal sex when actually you have something going inside your ass. It, it sounds counterintuitive. Like it doesn't quite make sense, but when you're bearing down, um, it actually opens up the pelvic floor and this can actually help for a vaginal canal too. And then the last one, which is our specialty 
get really fucking aroused before bef- mm. and like use a, and fingers, mouths, just whatever you do, make sure you're aroused because if you're trying to do this when you're only somewhat aroused or not fully aroused or not aroused, it's going to take a long time and not feel very great. And what is our favorite way to get aroused, Chip? Sex toys. Reading, reading shameless sex book. <laughs> and sex. Yes. First you read shameless sex book and then sex toys. <laughs> right. Sex toys are, I think, a good indicator of uh, just like you can gauge your arousal really fast instead of hands and knowing where you're at because you can. It happens, I think, more directively. Like it's almost not I don't want to say quicker because everyone's different but you can you can be like oh my god I am probably going to come really soon like I'm ready for you to enter me yeah. right and or I just came now you can enter or, me. Or, <laughs> also yeah. exactly it's like the fast lane to right. to orgasm and so or I, I forgot who we recorded with recently but, but they said it was was it about anal sex maybe I'm not sure but it's like give yourself a couple orgasms and then do the thing because yeah. at that point your body or an orgasm your body is now more juicy more alive there's more blood flow you're more relaxed more opened up so don't be afraid to get some sex toys and get yourself turned out turned on before maybe on your own or together before you move to the cock and there's nothing wrong with you for doing that there's nothing no one's broken it's not a problem it's a bonus to make the sex feel even better i think those are all we we kind of went the 360 of all of the different options that you could really do within this within this question yeah and, it, and honestly, yeah. I, but the last thing I would say is if you have more questions about it, I feel like you could listen to anal sex podcasts or sorry, episodes on anal sex. Is there, is there an anal sex podcast? Out there? I don't know. <laughs> oh, a no, podcast a, only about yeah, anal yeah, sex? Yeah, oh, interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. It'd be kind of limited. We've got a lot Although of everyone has an ass. Everyone has an ass. But yeah. there's a lot of episodes that we've had uh, with about, experts about how to have an, anal uh, yeah, sex an, in yeah, a way like, that will, yeah, will really... And I think that it just really is it's kind of similar. It's different. This is different. So I'm not saying it's the same, but the similarities to the techniques to like let the body open up to be able to take in something that where the, that the muscles aren't fully opened up for quite yet. So, right. Yeah. So how to take in that big old cock. <laughs> All right. That huge penis as this one said, thank you for this 25 year old vulva owner. And, uh, hopefully you are able to enjoy that big old cock. <laughs> Yeah, uh, get it. All right. You ready for the bio? Here we go, everyone. Erwan and Alicia Davon have become the go-to experts for those seeking a higher level of relationship support. Erwan is the founder, senior teacher, and president of San Francisco-based The Davon Method. Together with Alicia, who has a master's in psychology and training as a therapist, they specialize in supporting singles and getting into passionate and successful relationships and helping couples take their relationships to new heights of intimacy. To learn more, visit DavonMethod.com. And to save $100 off the pleasure course in November, use discount code code 100 for $100 off. All right, everyone, it is interview time with repeat guests Alicia and Erwan Davon. Episode. I have something to say to you. What? Thank you for being a friend. Thank <laughs> you for being a friend. And to Alicia and Erwan. That's thank a, you for being a friend. Golden girls. We take um, you down the road and back again. Say, mm. uh, uh, you're a friend and yeah. a comfort. Anyway, I just want to change you it because this is going to be, this episode's not as exciting. No, it's exciting. It's not as it's like. Important. It's important. How to make this episode not a downer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. the question. But I think if anyone can do it, we can. Yeah. I think so too. We're going to do that. And also this is a, a common topic, you know, we're talking about so sexless relationships also including 
relationships where maybe they're not fully sexless, but the sex has significantly changed. Uh, and this could be everything from, you know, a one year relationship to a 10 year relationship to marriage, all of the in-betweens um, and how sex shifts or sometimes disappears entirely. And a lot of folks experience this in long term relationships. So before we dive into the super fun conversation, we're going to make it fun. We promise. Alicia and Aaron, even though we have heard your story about how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality, please share with us once again your journey and how you got here. Well, I'll start this time. How about that? Yeah. So I was just having a, a memory when we were all outside having snacks of this moment in Erwan's and my relationship. It was the very beginning. Okay. And I was like early twenties, just finishing up my master's program in psychology. I was like really getting into Erwan and we're sitting at Dolores Park on the big grassy hill overlooking the city. And he goes, so what's our relationship vision? Let's create it. I'm like, okay, I'm never <laughs> letting go of this man uh-huh. being intentional about relationships and sex. I mean, that was 20 years ago when we got together right. and we just revisited our vision recently in mastery of relationship. Didn't we, when we were, we, we were training our students and how to, you know, something be intentional, create and your love life. A relationship vision. Exactly. What is it? Yeah, so yeah. relationship <laughs> vision is basically in whatever way, maybe it's poetic or maybe it's a list of bullets or something that states your intention for the relationship. Sometimes people talk about, you know, manifesting your vision, but putting out there what you want, you know, what kind of relationship like ours included things like our sex and sensuality getting better over time and being of service to others together and having our relationship centered in presence and that type of thing. It's like setting a course, you know, to answer your question, Amy, originally the thing that made the difference and and I'll give you a different take on on my story is that I just set a course early on and I set a course because the the course I was headed on was so bad my parents relationship they got divorced and there was just all this drama and like you know I had all kinds of psychological difficulties as a teenager and all kinds of stuff so I kind of had to set a course I took all these workshops And then, you know, I decided, all right, what am I most interested in? It's relationship. And I started to write out instead of being default about it, you know, because I saw the default for me was not going to turn out well per today's topic. You know, the default for most relationships is sexless, considering that most relationships don't continue. You know, the divorce rate is nearly 60 percent. And the folks who do stay married, like, you know, the sex generally declines and you know, so I set an intention early on. I did something about it. I took every possible workshop and from sex workshops to rebirthing workshops. I'm running around the room, <laughs> flapping my arms and breathing deep and like, you know, just all kinds of crazy stuff. But, you know, as Alicia pointed out, setting a direction and being intentional about something that people usually unfortunately do by default led us to have a more turned on sexy marriage than uh, you know any relationship I'd had dating or you know before that or even with Alicia in the beginning it's sexier now uh, and you know a big part of that is expand let's make sure we get to this expanding the definition of sex mm, let's at some yeah. point oh yeah word word, word. brilliant <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was like, wait. Okay. That's a teaser. I was talking for so long. Yeah. I figured like, that would well, be our tips and tricks. This, that's important. Stay tuned. Uh, yeah. And this is so. This particular 
the, the title of this is, you know, not necessarily it's a working title, but the sexless relationship piece. The questions that we receive from our listeners, a lot of listeners, whether they're in long term relationships, whether they're even sometimes in a more short term relationship, but they really value the partner. Uh, they're on a deeper level with them, but they're not having as much sex as they want. But the how to spice up and keep things kind of fresh or, uh, oh, my God, is something wrong with our relationship? We haven't had sex in this amount of time because there's so many factors. Think about stress levels. There's children. There's um, there's so many economic distraction people, yeah. distraction, screen time. Uh, there's there's so many variations of why this could happen in a relationship. So let's talk about. Number one, how do you two, how would you define a sexless relationship? Is it after, you know, eight hours? Now it's sexless. Or is it well, after eight months? All right, that's a bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, 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 being, I'm being really, I don't know what the right word is, but... Um, embellishing a little bit. I'm, I'm embellishing, <laughs> but I'm also I think it's important because people get hard on themselves. Sometimes I do that. I'm like, it's been a week. I haven't had sex. Like, what's happening? So, and I'm not going to project, but what do you all think? What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Well, I heard on some podcast, maybe it was yours or another one, someone defining it as oh, if it's less than twelve times a year, you know, I less was, than I think once it was actually a month. Eleven, yeah, yeah. It, which yeah. is interesting. So when I heard that, I was like, "You're taking away a month," but like, it's <laughs> yeah, 11. I know. Like, so just... like, uh, and, and I forgot what episode that was, but it was called "Sexless Marriages." I think she was in Somatica with us, but she said the technical, and I'm not mocking her, but definition is less than eleven times a year. So that's like less than once a month. And I mm-hmm. wonder who's determining that. I don't know. Yeah. Who decides? Yeah. And sure. yes, who's <laughs> determining that? And also, what are they defining as sex? Yeah. That's another thing. And before we go on with the details, I also want to say that these days, it's more the rule than the exception that couples are in a relationship that hasn't had much sexual or sensual contact for a long time. So just for everybody listening, it's not, you don't feel bad about that. Like people don't, to people lie about sex more than anything yeah. and let on, you know, more Even than anything. Even to the anything. doctors too. They're like, oh, that's great. Right. Right. <laughs> You're right. impressing your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> your doctor's not there to impress. No, don't yeah. impress your doctor. It's, you know, it's okay to, to be real. You yeah. know, many, many people are in this position right now. You know, and it's funny too, because nowadays, you know, it's actually an issue in a lot of countries. In Japan, it's an issue. It's yeah, starting to be an issue happens. here. Like people are connecting less and having less children. Mm-hmm. So the way I, I would define it for this minute, sex less, like say less instead of sexless, but sex less is when the relationship that originally was a romantic relationship stops really being a romantic relationship. It starts mm-hmm. revolving around logistics or taxes or even really great things, family, you know, that kind of thing. It's not, you know, a romantic relationship. It has romance in it. It has turn on in it. It has spark in it. And that's how I would define a sexless relationship when there's just less of that. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be a number of like 11 or 12 or like three times a month or all those things. I think people and I like the I've never heard that before. I would like what you did that less versus less mm-hmm. because they're they're different things. You know, sex less very much sounds like 
it's not really there at all. And if it is, it's barely there. And then sex less of sex. Well, yeah. Anyways. And then also Alicia's definition, which we'll get into about redefining what that means. Does that mean it's not penetration? Does that mean no genitals are being touched or making out or all these other things? But so my question around that is, why do you think this happens in long-term relationships, especially marriage, but not just marriage, where people start having less sex as they the further they get into the relationship? Bottom line, I think people are in their heads a lot and they have a fantasy and they project it onto somebody new. And after a while, that fantasy breaks down. Mm. You know, you see like what they're really like and all that. And then it's just a big disruption and interest declines. I, th- I think that's probably the number one uh, and that's reason. when you say, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so what do we like, do about oh, this? Man. Right. You just watch the Golden Girls yeah. and you hang out. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. yeah. The relationship in the beginning runs on a certain kind of fuel that it's, it's almost like the, thing. it's like the hybrid cars, right? It's yeah. running on the, the electric and then the electric goes away. And if you don't know how to run your electric car, yeah. your hybrid car, and you don't know how to put the gas in gear, <laughs> right? Then it's not going to go. Yeah. So there's a lot that, if you learn how to generate a great sex life from the beginning that runs on more than the novelty, then that's how to have it last. Well, and the habituation thing is also a, a real thing, too. Like the more... What'd you call me? Hab- you're, you're, you're a habitu... I'm habituated to I'm you. Full, I'm just full of it. Well, habituation's really interesting because... It is, yeah. So it's like, I get to know you really well, so I decide I know everything about you and, there, and there's nothing new to be curious about. And so now we... You know, there's no newness, no spark. And every day I'm not looking at you as a new person. But my advice would be like, look at your partner every day as a new person and be curious. And the other interesting about habituation is there's a good thing. We feel safe, you know, safety. Like, I really know you. I feel safe here. So there's like a positive. But even like Esther Perel says, you know, that can really kill desire if you get really caught up in it. So the assumption that everything's all cool and like we got it all figured out in itself could so easily just kill desire. You're just like, Oh, this is this like everyday life. Any kind of formula I think is going to kill desire. That you do you like know. everyday formula. You know, yeah, I know this person. I know how they are. We do it this way, that kind of thing. You know, it makes me think what you're saying, Amy, makes me think of meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Like in meditation, you know, you're doing the same thing. You're, if you're meditating well, you're just sitting there, right? But if you're present, we'll tie it into the last podcast we did. You know, if you're present, then it's new. Like, you know, some people sit there for eight hours a day and they're actually not bored, right? Because every moment actually is new. Things really are different. It takes a very high level of sensitivity. The mind works with formulas and habituation and like that. And it's good that there's habituation. You know, we're in a we're in a beautiful house here and it's staying upright. Mm-hmm. You know, but at another level, like, you know, this is this is all new. This instant is new. Like this is a new Alicia. You know, mm-hmm. this is a new moment. You know, we've done podcasts with you all before, but this is a new, you know, and it feels new. Mm-hmm. But you have to see it. You have to be open to see that and think, change your mindset to be able to, to right. see that and be curious about it. Because, again, a lot of people aren't there yet. And is that the key? Because we definitely want to get into tips. But is the key to, like, honor novelty in the relationship all the time? Or is the key to, there's many keys and you have to explore with one another? What would you say are the tips to keep things, especially speaking to long-term relationships? Because I think this is more of a sexlessness can happen more in long-term relationships, probably more than when it's still fresh and new and you're discovering one another. Um, So what are some tips? 
tips that you would provide here if someone's like, I, I want to fuck, but no one wants to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So a few tips. So the first one is address it. Because this thing of, of declining sexual activity and relationship often then on top of that doesn't even get talked about mm-hmm. because one or both are, you're embarrassed or you have differing opinions about that or you're afraid of the conflict or you don't know how to deal with it. So first thing is address it and address it positively, like nicely, not like, you don't want me anymore. You know, what's wrong with you? Or I don't think you're You're hot anymore or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like, hey, I love you and I want to connect more sexually. You know, what can we do here? What's going on? So that's the first tip is address it. Now, once you've both decided you want to address it, it's really good to then tend to it. For example, and some this is like controversial topic, the scheduled sex topic. Oh, everyone's like, okay. Err, everyone's err. like, no. Yeah. But I see what's so wrong with it. I know. I well, I'm like, do you want to have it or do you want to leave it up to chance? If you want to have it, you create time and space to have it. So say this is our pleasure time, you know two times a week, three times a week, whatever. And it doesn't Put it have in your to calendar. be penetration, right? It, it's, it's that's usu- right. It's the, usually that's not penetration. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And to your point, I'll, I'll just interrupt for a second, yeah. Alicia. You know, our time is in the morning. We're already in bed, Yeah. you know, and it's really important to us. So it's just, you know, it just gets put right in the start of the day. Like after you get your kid to school and everything, right? Or do you wake up way before that and then get... Uh, I think we've <laughs> talked about this before. First thing in a day for yeah, me. I'm, a, the, I'm yeah. a late riser. Yeah, he's yeah. a night owl and I'm like, early bird so, so she's still in bed and you come back and yeah yeah, yeah no, that, that's that is that's how i would that's be too i would yeah. be the air one right. yeah no no it's it's great he takes like afternoon shift with our kid i'm like early bird morning person so i get him off to school and then i come home and get back in bed and oh, then there nice. we are yeah it's structured in yeah, yeah it's in the calendar yeah. i mean literally you look Which at my calendar cool. yeah. 9 15 you know yeah pleasure time yeah and it's usually not penetration we have a whole set of practices which include extended orgasm and touching practices and conscious holding and so there's like a menu it's kind of like you go to the restaurant you know you can do whatever you want it's not like bill clinton like sex is penetration sex is no cigars no (laughs) (laughs) sorry bad joke (laughs) had to go there we did a we did a sex psychology thing and we had a woman smoking a cigar Uh in the front of the cover of that that's fine Um, (laughs) but yeah and anyway yeah well no it's good that you said that and then the cigar piece no that yeah that brings me to the the broadening the definition of sex there's so much pressure to have it be you know, PIV sex, and it has to be in this position, and it has to lead to ejaculation. You know, it's like this narrow definition of sex. Stressful. Yeah, and we really have control over our own perception. We can say, well, sex includes oral sex. It can include manual stimulation. It can even include making out and kissing. When you're exchanging that sensual energy, it opens up the possibilities for what you're doing together. And for lack of a better way to say it, it counts. Mm -hmm. You know, it counts. A teacher who, a spiritual teacher actually, who uh, I read a book by a long time ago, defined sex as, you know, differences joining together in Mm -hmm. union. Mm -hmm. So it makes it like, you know, it's happening with flowers. It's happening with flirtation. It's kind of happening all, it's like a dimension of life actually and acknowledging that and, you know, really saying it and speaking it and seeing it and valuing it increases it. Wherever we put our attention, it increases. So, you know, we put that kind of attention on each other. So there's more of that. It's always there instead of kind of being distracted or shying away from it, or it doesn't get structured in 
life. Time for a quick break so we can tell you about our carefully chosen sponsors. Please stay tuned and buy their products because we only tell you about what we love and what we truly believe in, and it helps keep this podcast free to you. Now, here's another thing I need to mention, because there's the practical aspect of making the time and space and then doing these different sensual practices we're talking about. What often comes up for people in this situation are psychological issues, right? Like sometimes, you know, one partner's had a baby or two and she's like, I don't know, I don't feel the same about my body or it doesn't work the same way or we're, you're older now or, you know, it's funny because if you've been with someone for so long, you think you're so comfortable with them in all ways and maybe you're so comfortable in a lot of ways, but you feel like a teenager again. You yeah. don't even know you're like so awkward to be sensual with your partner of 20 years. So, you know, doing psychological inquiry, learning more, getting support about what's happening psychologically can help because that's often the biggest barrier. Mm-hmm. You know, there's time, there's distraction, but then there's also psychological issues that has people avoid sex and intimacy. Uh, we talked about this before, Amy and I, with um, people in long-term relationships, you tend to almost think that you, I don't want to say own them, but you know them so well, you feel like they're yours. They're yours. Yeah. And where, where's the, where's the excitement in that? Where, again, the and novelty. it's also not true. It's, it's not well, true. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. Most people, not true. right. You but know, that's, even that's oneself a is a mystery. Yeah. Right. Do yeah. I even own me? But I don't Who am I? Right. I mean, that's the number one spiritual question. Who am I? Right. Yeah. Who am I? And then also with your partner, just because you have a ring on it or you all feel comfortable and settled and like oh we feel really safe yet it's still you, so common yeah and you and and the idea that you might feel you own them or that you're suit you're 100 secure yes security is a fucking beautiful great thing and i and we want that but it's a balance right because we need that curiosity that mystery that you're talking about you said you know alicia let's say today we recorded an episode an hour ago with the two of you and Alicia's a different person in this world right. than she was then, right? right? And a lot of people don't think that way. It's just like, oh, you're you now. Same cool. shit. You got a new day. haircut. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, but like, what about how you feel and how you respond and how your genitals are feeling, what you're desiring now and versus yesterday? People could think that's a huge pain in the ass. Or if you want to like kind of flip the script and make it an, a, a really optimistic outlook, I think that is important because it's also exciting to not know, right. oh my God, Erwan, you're in a different space. Alicia, you're in a different you're in a different zone and our bodies especially hormonally shift with age with time with stress with, with all of the things yeah. so that's what we call practice yeah. you know not like practice to get to some place not goal-oriented practice but practice is that sensing and feeling and noticing in the moment internally externally the mind functions more you know on formulas and this is you know it's it labels things and defines things that's the nature of the mind but you know, that really gets in the way of tasting a strawberry and really like, oh, it's sour as well as sweet. And that's really yummy. And there's all these different textures and there's the little seeds. And oh, on the sides of my tongue, it tastes different than it does on the tip. And in the middle, I don't taste anything, but I just get this kind of texture. And every strawberry is actually different. That's the and, intention. Yeah. Right. And intentional right. eating. Awareness. Intentional, yeah. One question I have about this, because we're talking, and I think April and I have both experienced this in different situations, because we're talking about repairing something that is repairable you know a relationship that you feel like is really good or healthy or nurturing to you and you want to stay in so 
this is like a, t- a tangent and was not in our original questions, but some people are in relationships that become sexless or have less sex. And I think it's a more relational issue sometimes, not all of them, but sometimes it's not maybe not a good fit or a relationship where it's not physical or well your body's shutting down because it doesn't want to engage with this person like i've had this happen like my body shut down and you know i had like three and a half years in a five and a half year relationship where my body's very alive wanting to be sexual with this person and then my sex drive just went er, off you know like on a dimmer switch it was like a zero to two they pissed you off though right many times (laughs) they they hurt hurt me severely many times and so but i didn't put the two together because i was kind of addicted to this person and so i thought it was a me problem you know i need and i'm i'm a sex educator and a sex i know all the tools none of them were working and when we finally broke up i was like holy shit it was the relationship my body had actually told me this isn't safe You're like and, i have found my pussy and, and we were completely sexless like we would have sex but i just was never like a full-on like eight to ten on that scale i was like i could get to like a four or five so it wasn't that it was like non-compliant sex, but so speaking to those situations, you know, people who actually are like, well, but what if it's a relational thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what is your advice for those folks? Well, you know, it can be a relational thing. And the biggest relational issue between people that I think applies to sex and, and other areas is that, you know, one person, you know, we're talking about openness, right? But you know, the other person has to be open to it's sex. It's a two person or per our other podcast, you know, it's eight person or three person or whatever, but it's a multi, (laughs) you can have sex with yourself. That's great. But we're, you know, this is, we're talking about something different. So is the other person open? And that's the biggest place where people kind of lose each other is one person is open and wants to bring that newness and freshness and like what's going on with me psychologically and my body and all the rest of this. And the other person doesn't necessarily want to do that. Mm -hmm. Some people kind of like their formula and we're not saying that's wrong, you know, but People do, you know, that I would say that's the biggest place where people miss each other. Yeah, sometimes there is, you know, different tastes or liking to do different things or that kind of stuff. But, you know, Alicia and I have like really different tastes and like like what trying to figure out what to watch on netflix together is like <laughs> we, practically we impossible to like some kind of crime drama that, that's where we meet mine i fit in just fine the dave on house you can watch those yeah. but she's yeah. open and hopefully i'm open so that we fit in that way yeah mm-hmm. but sometimes you know sometimes people don't fit and that's you know, that's, that's probably the biggest way they lose each other. That's when you well, when you look at uh, another step that's not the topic of this podcast, but we have plenty of podcasts about breakups and like how mm-hmm. to negotiate that. I guess what I was speaking more to is there's there's that one, which is just we have different, very different compatibility or mm-hmm. compatibility. But also what I'm speaking to is like this relationship is actually really painful and traumatic for me. And I don't want to and I don't want to have sex with you. And the, one of the main reasons why I saw that finally was like, I don't want to fuck you anymore. Or when I do, I feel like a numb shell of a human. Yet, like I, but I'm still consenting. It's, so this is not like a fully non-consensual experience. I'm consenting, but I think there's so many different ways that things can become sexless, and it can be mismatched core values. We just let it go because we're not curious. Also, 
trauma. If I get hurt by my partner so many times over and over again, my body might be like, you're not welcome in here anymore. And that was my experience at least. And it took a long time to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, sometimes that's like, that's like the symptom is what you're talking about. You know, your body, you didn't want to have sex and and you weren't having sex. That's the symptom. We were having some, but like, like, I just could feel like I was not really my most alive. Yeah. So in that first step of addressing it, that would be a good time to talk about that. Because I'm thinking of another couple we've worked with and they originally came to work with us because they were like, oh, we're not really having sex much anymore. But then with a little digging, we found, well, you know, she had had an affair, which he knew about, you know, years before they thought they were over it, but he was still kind of resentful. And and then you take that and then plus distraction or plus not having time and space, then you end up with no sex. So yeah, there's often, you know, maybe back to the example of a, a woman and she's given birth and there's these babies and everything's great, but her partner's kind of like, well, she looks different now. Or she says, I look different now. I'm insecure. You know, there's all these things. Or you saw you the baby wanna... come out of the hole and right, you're like, you oh my God, I don't know right. if I could go back in there. I love it. <laughs> that. Or, or you love it even more because it's so magical. Yes, but you're still scared. That's you're the like, ideal. I saw what that it's hole could ideal. do. I respect it. Right? So just being aware of the relational issues, of course. And even with those things with what you're talking about, too. So if it's like, you know, I had a baby and now I don't feel good in my body. Maybe my my pussy's off the table for a while. But there's so many other ways we can engage, right? Right. That feel safe and secure for my body. And, and you have to engage those other ways because sex is a big deal. I mean, you can make a baby, you know, or, or it can go badly or, all, you know, all kinds of things. So you do need to really take it, you know, not have it just be oral sex and intercourse is sex. You know, you, you really do need to approach it and sense it very sensitively, very consciously. And that happens to increase the turn on, you know, back to your earlier point, Amy, the, you know, it's a kind of interesting slant on today's topic. You know, when should a relationship be sexless? Mm -hmm. You know, if like if somebody's traumatizing you, yeah, you know, it should be sexless. That's a, you know, in fact, you probably don't even want to be that related to the person. So you can't escape. You can't find any formula for anything that ultimately works. You you do have to be present Mm -hmm. and figure out what works for you. So what about when it comes to things that can happen, dynamics that aren't helpful and we, we stay away from the shoulds and the shouldn'ts we, we do is, is shameless sex because it always feels judgmental when we're like, you all should do this and, and it's okay for you. So I'm, I'm staying away from shouldn'ts, but if I break it down, so it's not helpful, but what should, what should people try to avoid, right? To, to, uh, to get through a sexless or not enter through or not enter one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only way out is through. So if you're already in that Mm -hmm. might be through, but But like what can you do to prevent it? Yeah. All the things. (laughs) That might be a long answer. (laughs) Yeah. I'll say a couple things. Um, so one thing to not do is criticize yourself or your partner. I know that's easier said than done, especially when we're in the privacy of our own heads. But the more you can bring openness and compassion to yourself and your partner, the better, like when you're talking about it and when you're thinking about it. Another thing would be maybe a shouldn't is unrealistic expectations. Like even if you're both on the same page, like, yeah, we want to get some things rolling again. Don't expect yourselves to then like hop on the, you know, like get in bed and have wild and crazy intercourse and everyone's going to have five orgasms and everything. Maybe that happens. 
But that's the beauty of these practices we're talking about. You don't have to go straight to intercourse. You can start with some nice you know, touch and then have it progress to something more sensual and let the turn on build and not pressure yourselves to have it look some like Hollywood movie way. Give up the pictures. Like right now, Alicia and I are sitting next to each other. Yeah, we're beautiful, bright colors. Uh, I yeah, love this one blue, blue, one pink. pink. I love it. There I think you should be, swap tops, and, though. And there will... Oh, that... Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there will be videos on Instagram and YouTube, just so you know. <laughs> and it feels, you know, like I can feel her. I can feel her energy. So as far as experientially, I'm concerned, like we're having a sexual relationship now. Now that makes it to later when my finger gets on her clitoris, you know, it's not starting from scratch. It's, you know, it's already got a lot of juice, a lot of momentum, and it's kind of coming to fruition in a particular way. Mm-hmm. So getting rid of pictures, you know, coming into real life. Real life has a lot of challenges, but it is so much more real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is. Time for a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors who just so happens to be our absolute favorite lube, UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant and it enhances intimacy. It's there when you want it and it blends in when you're done with it. So you have control over that lube. It's long lasting and leaves the skin extra velvety. And honestly, y'all, I want it all over my body. Thousands of doctors in the U.S. are recommending UberLube to their patients. It's body-friendly, less likely to change the pH, and it has vitamin E, so it feels extra moisturizing. There's a reason why we've been a fan of UberLube for years. There's no flavor or scent. It's even great for oral sex, everyone. But it's not just great for sex. You can use it for massage, your hair. You can prevent chafing. It even brings out the colors of your beautiful tattoos. And the bottle is absolutely gorgeous. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it anywhere shamelessly for easy access. Just go to uberlube.com and use the discount code SHAMELESS10 to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code SHAMELESS10 for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also brought to you by OMGS.com. Join over 1 million people who are experiencing more pleasure with OMGS. They take scientific research of thousands of vulva owners showing techniques to pleasure that pussy. They turn this research into tasteful educational short videos, animated modules, and infographics. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Want to take your orgasms from good to out of this world? Then check out OMGS. Or if you're a vulva lover and want to up your pussy pleasuring skills, then you need to check out OMGS. I've personally been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's completely changed their lives. They have three seasons, external pleasure, internal pleasure, and sex toys. It's not a subscription service, and you don't need to download a thing. OMGS also makes a fabulous gift, and your purchase supports more pleasure research. So just go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. The link is in the episode's description. And oh, even in real life, we can incorporate. So like we're talking about the shoulds and shouldn'ts. We can incorporate the flirtation, the mm-hmm. love, the adoration, the simple hints of just like, so I love this example, April and I are in a relationship. I'm like, April, that's tough. 
that top is just oh, fuck yeah Fuego. and that in itself could be like you know fueling the later versus just like oh here's april no new hot top cool like did you go shopping so recently maybe compl- complimenting or words of affirmation yeah. words of affirmation, which isn't sex at all right yeah. i mean it could be a variation or, or of, even like without uh, words foreplay. just like just me touch april does this often when we record podcasts she'll just like put her hand and hold mine randomly she'll just like hold my hand in a tender mm. moment i'm like oh and that in itself is a connection moment right and it's like those little things add up to what could what, be later i or think the greater relationship is so important yeah. I, we it's, don't have it, enough of it it's a yeah. you know, know sex is a big deal you know so it's gotta be you know it, it's gotta be all these little things and presence <laughs> and not being distracted in your schedule and both being up for growing and developing and like you know building i think of like calculus you know building an acceleration curve you know you need all that a big mistake guys make sometimes is they just kind of like go in for the kill you know you mean just you right know? for the pussy you know straight for my the pussy. pussy's like right fuck that. and it doesn't it doesn't like <laughs> it, it's it's you're you're not likely to get there actually or if you, or do if it you that get way. there you're missing out on a lot of other things right often speaking. unless the unless the pussy's the like fuck me now get yeah, in I'm me now that, then listen baby. to that pussy Right, which is, you know, I wish it was that way all the time with all women, but, you know, that's, you know, that, that's like I mean, let's like talk about cocks, too. Not all know? cocks no. are ready for you that, You can't just too. cold right. call a cock and expect no. it to, 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 you know, cold let you inside. Cold call that cock? No. Same with the pussy. Like, hello, uh, this is, so this is April yeah. from Shameless yeah. Sex. So I have a, a proposition for you. Can you get your cock hard right now and stick it in me at this moment? Yeah. And cock's like, uh, er. So don't do that. Yeah, no, no. no. Cold cock. And people kind of expect that, like it's going to happen magically, you know? It's like anything you're good at, you know, if you're good at cooking, you probably like, you know, cook a lot. Yeah. And need some lessons practice. And lessons practice. April actually taught me about this. Layer the salt. Layer the salt. You don't just go all in. (laughs) I used to eat Amy's food and I was like, bro, you got to season this shit. Well, I was taught not to cook with salt. salt. Yeah. My mom did not cook with salt. And then now her doctor's like, you need more salt. And I was like, told you. (laughs) It sounds so simple, but exactly. Learn. Yeah. You know, people. She does. Now she puts a lot of salt. I mean, that's why you all are shameless. Sex is awesome and master of relationship is awesome because, you know, we need to learn. We're still learning. People need to learn. It's not going to happen by accident. And it's not going to end. And right? we're always students. We're always students. Right. And so like one of the beauties of our work and probably your work, too, is that we have the best fucking jobs ever because we get to help people, but we always get to learn. And so for other people who don't have jobs like ours. It is work to add in that continuously learning forever about anything even beyond sex and relationships but my guess and that you would agree with this never stop learning you could be 80 90 100 on your deathbed and you're still learning about right. yeah well it's in, in a sp- about all things but especially about sex and relationships because you think about it it's so important i mean what are we actually really wanting and thinking about most of the time interested in if we really tell the truth you know not to be morbid but when we're on our deathbed you know if you really care that we worked clocked in an extra bazillion hours no we're thinking about our relationships and pleasure and openness our connection with people so when it's that important to us i mean learning and engaging fully 
forever just makes sense. You'll remember that hot course where Erwan had the lube and was stroking. You mean when we were there in person? Yes, that's why when Erwan was stroking we're, Alicia's we were two feet clitoris. Away from and we were vulva. two, yes. And I was like, wow. And Amy was like, wow. And I was like, this is amazing. And I was like, oh, I am, I'm discovering my own like, internal stuff. About and then you just give a little switch. The vaginal opening. He had very. And that's a moment of pleasure, but it's also a moment of learning. It's not like, okay, I know I'm going to go to this side of it's her. It's always going to be the same. You know, yeah. in the minute three, I'm moving over to here. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's learning on the court. You know, the most famous Zen master, he said, enlightenment is practice. It's another way of saying is, is that it's learning. It's not yeah. learning something. It's learning. Okay. So this is a perfect example of also think about professional athletes. They are not just professional and then they have to stop practicing. They're done. Right. right. Yeah. You have to evolve. You have a coach. You evolve. Your skills evolve. You become better. You become uh, more attuned with the sport because my partner obviously watches a ton of fucking basketball. Uh, Love basketball players too. Sports. And a lot of all professional athletes athletes and i recognize that sex can be it's an athletic performance a lot of times right you're using like a slow one but yeah it it can be slow uh, um but it can also be it's an evolution of Mm -hmm. it's it's not a game people but it's a (laughs) it's a it's a process it's an enjoyment it's a practice versus it's you know some end result some checkbox thing or you know a deed something like that and then when you take that approach to something you know talking about sports you know golf or basketball basketball, you know, you, you get way better at it with that approach because you're um, combine our last three points, you know, that you, you all been making, we've been making, which is when you're interested, you can apply yourself that deeply. And then the learning, you do hit that acceleration curve, you know, where you, you kind of get escape velocity, if you will. So what if April and I oh, are in a relationship? Do you notice how much she loves using this? And I'm I always like, because <laughs> we're besties. We've so never attacked that. We're, we're, so what if yeah. April and I are in a romantic sexual relationship? We've been together. Or you are in it. We are. It's, right. it's, uh, it's we call ourselves non-sexual life partners yes but we're actually so say we're in a really sexual one we're having the sexes but you know like some things have shifted we're not having a lot of the same sex that we had three years ago in fact it's like you know like a month has gone by and i like i'm ready to do We've the got work some lesbian bed death happening yeah lesbian bed death. and um and i'm ready to do the work and i want to like i want to enhance this and connect with you more so what if I say this to her in the most loving way? April, I love you so much. I am also really desiring to be more connected with you sexually and to try all this, some new things and to figure out what works for you, what works for me. Are you open to this? Like the most loving way possible. And she's like, nope, this is just how I am. I'm fine how it is. Or I, I give you like a kind of a continuation where I'm like, I don't know. Or like we shouldn't talk yeah. about this. Yeah. Yeah. Not normal. Yeah. Yeah. What, la, what la, do la. you do then if one partner just isn't well, into it? Well, when... when the partner who's not cooperating is sleeping. You speak into their ear in a very low voice. <laughs> you what get they one want, of those kind of hypnotic. Erwan's you know, also I mean, subliminal. <laughs> subliminal <laughs> messaging. That's voice. what you do. We're gonna record <laughs> one of Erwan and Alicia's voices saying, "You will like this consensual." Yeah. Yes. Well, the first thing there, I would say, I'd be curious what you want to say about this, Alicia. Is I, I would say you have to declare a breakdown. If there's a breakdown. Recently, I told you all about a relationship early on. It broke up and it was a really far out relationship, multiple people, all the rest of this kind of stuff. But that largely happened because things were going downhill the way you described. And I didn't declare, I didn't say there's a breakdown. This isn't working and then figure out what's going on. So the first thing I would say is declare a breakdown in the sex. But then that then you 
kind of explore and you show, oh, there's more than a breakdown in the sex. There's a breakdown, a larger breakdown. One person wants to work on the issue and the other person doesn't. So there's like a meta breakdown and then there's like a sexual breakdown inside of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you, you said that. You said that really clearly. What I was going to say was something like, you know, in your position, Amy, not backing down, you know, saying, mm -hmm. okay, it's you important know, I hear you and this is important to me. So this is an issue. It's not resolved. Yeah. Like I'm not just going to back down. And I, I think with what you were saying, everyone too, is sometimes the breakdown is like, it's not just about sex and relationships. It's like, I spent all day taking care of the kids and you're at work and then you come home and I'm exhausted. And so maybe I'm the one who's like, though, this is just how I am. And then, then you want to have sex, but like you just want to have sex. And I feel so there's, and that's just one example. Or also here's my beliefs about sex. Like, no, I'm just not a sexual person and I'm just not able well, to meet I you. I think it comes down to getting more curious though, because we've had, and I know, and I won't speak for you, Amy, but there's been, uh, I know partners of the past where their sex wasn't a priority, for instance, in our relationship. And then after there was a sexual awakening with them, with someone else, maybe because there, it just like had a timeline and I'm actually not speaking for myself. I'm speaking for, for a friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, like, are you speaking for because, me? I don't know if you are. No. Yeah. Uh, well, I, someone else maybe? There, there is someone that we both know <laughs> that's like oh Secret so it's like it out. you know after they they had an affair and oh, then, yeah, yeah. right and then they um they which had an affair spark more sex in which the relationship could spark also. yes so would you say their first and last name maybe? no yeah <laughs> so they have the social security john number. smith john smith john smith so, five 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 and five, i and five, five. i am di I'm, I'm digressing a bit because the point for me stating this is because sometimes there is there can be a sexual expiration date it's at certain times in relationships where it's just gone to the point, in my opinion, and you can, you can correct or me if I'm wrong. Or just a relational where, where it's like, hey, I think it's run its course, but it's hard to voice that, right? And it's like, yo, we've had all these experiences, and then instead of being out of integrity, honoring the person on some level, especially if you've had this long-term partnership with them, and you have children, or you don't, but you've honored a lot of, uh, you have a lot of memories, like, there is, there sometimes is. I had that. I, I did with my, with my now ex-husband and i loved with him the long hair that's you no no <laughs> but like i but i i was like i love i still love him so deeply but i think we had a sexual expiration date where i was just like i i was always attracted to him but the sex just wasn't there because of something i guess maybe it was it was me it was me it wasn't him if you reach that date where things are sort of over and you really acknowledge it and you let the thing end that needs to end. It's interesting because it'll probably end, but then sometimes that honesty recreates it. Mm -hmm. If if there's a pretense and you try to keep something going that is over, you know, then it's like just kind of weird and like some kind of bad Twilight Zone kind of thing. But if you know, if you you know, get things complete, hey, you know, it's you know, one thing I used to do. A good example of this is often I'd be dating before Alicia, and you know, we could both kind of tell we're not each other's one and only. But I had this fun way of doing it. It was like, yeah, let's play house for a month. Let's like be in love on this vacation. So it was telling the truth about like this thing does have an expiration date, but then we can really like dive in and have fun, <laughs> and there's no pretense and lying and all the rest of that kind of stuff. 
I love that too. I know play, play, Playhouse. I, I love yeah. Playhouse in Me first too. grade. So like, <laughs> I love, I love and, it. And, but I think that's well. Another test one is like let's travel for a month around the world. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. do it. Or like let let's go. Yeah. Anything. Don't tempt me with a good time. That's or, like my or favorite. Let's go to thing. Burning Man for a week. Just you and I. Good luck to you. Mm-hmm. And if you come out of those things, you're like, oh, okay, maybe we can do this. So this is there's so many good pieces here, and and, there, and I think we had we opened up the doors for so many tangents that we could have gone. And same with the last episode too we're talking about you know threesome stuff but it could have been like a whole polyamory conversation so we're we will we have to transition but that's why we love doing in person which we don't get to so thank it, you for being so much here. more happens. oh absolutely and they'll be very fun yeah, yeah, yeah we, we're gonna we're we're, we lure them in every four months so don't you worry there will be more <laughs> so, so this one is going online i believe sometime in early september i think you have a workshop 2023. it's kind of 2023 a workshop coming up sometime right after that how can people find work with you and participate in all of the offerings yes so it's perfect timing. We have a really special opportunity for your listeners because we love you. We've met so many of you over the years and we absolutely love you. And we have a course we don't do very often. It's called the pleasure course. And in that course, which is online over one weekend, we dive into the five keys of a successful relationship. So you know, whether you're single or in a relationship and it's sexless or not sexless, so you just want to learn more and have your relationship life be even better, you will learn all sorts of things to have that happen from psychological opening to masculine feminine dynamics. And there'll be a demonstration of extended orgasm in Wait, that course. Wait, we get to see we your pussy in person? Uh, well, it's so online. Oh, it's okay. an online. We do do, that. We do, do it in person we too, but this particular course. High five. We got to see in person. Bam. Yeah. So it's a really special course and for the first five listeners that contact me you will get the course for free wow yes and here is how to claim your spot text 415-308-9580 that's 415-308-9580 I'll also give you to a link to put in the show notes people can use instead if they want. If you miss one of the first five spots but still want to be in the pleasure course, we'll give you $100 off. The cost mm-hmm. of the course is $395. So That's, you get $100 off what? for shameless sex listeners. Mm-hmm. So that is our offer, our Do gift it. to you. And they can and just text you to find that out. Or if they yeah. miss the five or You text five me spots. regardless, you they guys. They go fast. The five yeah, spots because, they do. But no dick pics, everyone. No. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. no thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and you can find us at DaveOnMethod.com and on TikTok and Instagram at DaveOnMethod. And we'll have clips online for this as well. Yes, we will. Oh, social media. Yeah. Socials, the socials. So thank you, Erwan and Alicia. We, we absolutely you we adore you both. And we love all of our listeners. Thank you for being part of the Shameless Sex Re- Revolution. I almost uh, couldn't show you that. Uh, I also want to encourage you to buy the book. Shameless Sex is a book. So remember, you Wait, can go check September. that out. It's coming out in November. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so you can go, you can buy that in anywhere. You buy books, check it out. It's hardcover. It's also on Audible. And we, all, we have a special offer for 
for people that buy it pre-sale, you get a very special gift. It's so you want to do the pre-sale. It and we only have a special. limited amount of spots for that, which we're working out. It's only a couple hundred. So we'll uh, we'll probably say that in the intro to this. But right now we're, we're speaking to the future. Hello, future. Hello, Amy and April in the future. <laughs> we are glowing because we finished a book. So I do want to do one more invitation. And I, that's just to encourage you to write a review. If you have never written us a review, it's super easy. Just search for us in iTunes. And then even if you download us, subscribe to us, you can uh, just write a review simply. You, you don't have to put anything extensive. You can just use a couple of emojis, but five stars help more people find the Davons. They help more people have access to shameless sex. That's not just Amy and I talking about sex. That's shameless sex, meaning bringing the world more pleasure, bringing themselves more pleasure by all of the amazing guests that we have on our show. Uh, you can also do that on Spotify. I actually even haven't even done it on Spotify because you have to listen to an entire episode on Spotify. And I always listen on iTunes, but I need to do that. Shame. Yeah. Shame, shame, shame. Throw that shame. But anyway, I will do that right now. Um, and all you have to do is listen to an episode on Spotify, rate us on five stars. And guess what? I love you. I love you. Me too. And you and you and you. Okay. So y'all, we will see you next Tuesday for another episode of Shameless Sex. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com and for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.